Hello, and welcome to the No Lights Paranormal Podcast, where three nerdy paranormal investigators sit down and talk about weird paranormal stories on the web as related to ghost stories or just weird stories in general. My name is Joe. I'm the lead investigator. My name is Teresa. I am the researcher. My name is Alex. I am the Magus of Media and the Tech Wizard. I thought you were going to say Maggot at first. That was, I was like, where's he going? Like what? <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into this podcast, we do have a couple of announcements to make. I will leave that to our website designer, Teresa. Yeah, yeah. So um, first off, I wanted to just say that uh, bear with us because NoLifeParanormal.com is changing domains and will... With with all luck, it won't be down for super long, but expect it to be down for a couple of days, and then it's going to be back up. And when it comes back up, it's going to be ridiculously awesome, and it's going to be uh, having a whole bunch of different um, video and audio and still images from previous investigations. And then, of course, as time goes on, we will add uh, new things to that as it comes. So, yeah, yeah, it's coming. I'm working on it. All right. So you can add a little cool, it's not so like dummy proof. Yeah, the this last time one. it is not dummy proof. I can actually <laughs> put in some HTML and do my own coding, which uh, means that I, I can make it way cooler. You might be showing my age here, but don't we all miss MySpace? Mm. But, uh, <laughs> all right, so between Teresa and Joe and showing our age, uh, one other update that I would like to give about the website is. Joe, Teresa, and I are literally sitting here staring at an archived box of footage and audio and pictures, and we will have, as soon as the website goes back up and we get all this stuff converted over to digital, we will have some media sections, some archived footage, the old reels before we get into some new investigations. What is super amazing is we have every bit of 15 to 20 years worth of evidence in that box. Yeah, it's all old investigations. It's, it's ridiculous. This is in the age before everything was digital, so we have, like, <laughs> actual rolls of film to develop and, like, high eight tapes? Like, who even knows what that is anymore? VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah, we totally just had to seek out a VHS player. We were like, where in the hell do we find one of those? Yeah, like, that's why I said on the porch, like, remember all those times we had extra ones? <laughs> and we just threw them out because it was really nilly? Who knew? <laughs> but we're going to get all of that stuff up for you just as soon as humanly possible. Yeah, so you won't be staring at a blank website. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nope. Yes. We're getting this thing up and running. We're working on it. We're doing the legwork to get it done. Uh, so just keep on listening. Bear with us. We will get you guys more content out there because we know you guys probably want it. And also, on that note, we see you guys listening. We see you guys following. And we greatly appreciate all the love and support you guys are showing us. So thank you guys very much for all that you do. We Agreed. greatly appreciate it. Thank you guys so very much. Because without you guys, we probably wouldn't want to do this. And there's the cough. We were wondering where it was going to be. It's me. <laughs> it's on the Magus this time. <laughs> we had brought up just kind of a funny story between us in the past three episodes that we did. Somebody had a cough. It started off with me, then I stopped, then Alex did it, and we were kind of thinking it was going to go to Teresa. Yeah, it's going to be me this week. I he think. just popped the cherry. Back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's get into it. So this week's episode was your topic, Joe. Yes, it was actually I, I kind of did a little psychological, psychological thing with these guys. Um, I put in I believe what I said in my exact words were movies in Hollywood that were based on truth, scary movies, that 
had truth behind it that Hollywood kind of fubbed and did their own version of stuff to make it more grandiose than what it actually is. And then, upon talking about this with the group here before we got started, Teresa told me, she said, I couldn't find nothing. This, and normally it's <laughs> taking my stance on it like I couldn't find anything on this. But uh, it was more to, to the fact of when you go, I, I know we've said this before, but when you go into an investigation, a lot of times you don't really find anything. And a lot of people out there kind of fub it to make it seem like it's something more than what it is. Yeah, so I mean, it, it really gives just the casual listener or, or watcher the idea that every single supposedly haunted place that you go into, like, you're going to see full-bodied apparitions. You're going to see shit flying across the room. Or an EVP every yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's just not the case. Listen, yes. the amount of duds that I have sat through is oh. overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, duds is, putting it lightly, like, wasted 10 hours of your day. Ridiculous <laughs> amounts of Going. boredom and wasted tapes. Yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was kind of my premise of this, and I did find a couple stories um, on my end. Uh, Thank one God of them, for the digital age, right? Now <laughs> right. that we don't have to spend ten dollars developing film to find right. out we got nothing. Just yeah, because we did those numbers, and dear Lord, is that a lot? Oh, um, that was bad. That was bad. Uh, but yes, to get into it, I found a story. It's a, a movie called The Entity. Um, some of you guys may know it. I don't know if you guys have seen it here. Alex I have. Teresa. Yeah, it was good. I liked uh, it a lot. I have not. <laughs> I may have watched it back when I was like five or six with my grandparents back in yeah, 1982 yeah. when it came out. Maybe yeah. that's the next thing is doing a movie night. Uh, I'm down. I love movies. Mm -hmm. uh, sidebar, uh, get ready for us on Twitch. Maybe we'll do horror movie reviews as we're watching them. Oh, don't like forget a, about Like a Mystery Science three, yes. Theater 3000 type thing. No, I will say, yes, that's exactly what I do because I particularly do not like horror movies because they're dumb. Well, let's <laughs> they not forget about most of them. what we yes. were talking about earlier today. Yes, that they fub it. But not yeah. even that. We're talking about live investigations. Yes. We're talking about all kinds of amazing shit that we can all right, bring to all right. Let's wrap that up. We're going to keep uh -huh. that part. That part is not ready for reveal yet, but no. yes. Uh, <laughs> Even though it just got revealed, but it's cool. <laughs> all right, but yeah, I did find this. Spoilers. <laughs> um, yes, I did one on the entity and looked up the, the actual story of it because when I watched this as a kid, it horrified me because I actually did the special effect in the movie, which I know was just a movie special effect. It didn't happen in real life where they did this thing and it froze the entity and this thing was huge. And mind you, in the movie, if you guys haven't seen it, it involves this Doris Byther, I believe I'm saying her last name correct, uh, who, barring her backstory, pretty much accused these ghosts of, trigger warning, apologies to those who may be triggered by this, uh, accused ghosts of sexually assaulting her. And physically assaulting her and doing all this. And when they froze it in the movie, my first thought was a kid, like, how did that do that? <laughs> right? I think you guys know where I'm going with that. Like but that, um, How do they physically touch? Yes. Uh, no, that wasn't where I was going with it, but we'll go with that. But that um, is the essence. <laughs> so, yes. Upon looking into this, I looked into the backstory of Doris Byther. And she really does have a very tragic backstory. Um... A lot of family abuse growing up. Uh, didn't really have a good childhood. Uh, substance abuse, mental illness. Mm. All I mean, you don't go down the gamut. She had it, uh, which kind of leads in more to maybe this was real, maybe it wasn't. Who knows? But the story is also backed up by her kids that they actually experienced this as well as her. 
Um, one, one, I think it was the daughter got pushed back by an unknown entity into the wall, like hard, to where it actually broke the plaster on the wall. It was so hard. Um, and how it became into a movie was she was talking about it one day with a friend, and the friend brought it up to these two, excuse me, parapsychologists, Barry Taff and Carrie Gaynor, I believe I'm saying that last name right, uh, who worked for the University of California at Los Angeles. That's a weird name saying it's just the University in Los Angeles. But uh, they half-heartedly did the investigation, and back in, you gotta understand guys, back in the 70s, 80s, ghost hunting really wasn't a thing. It, they didn't have a good equipment. They really didn't know how to do it because it really hadn't been refined yet with all the stuff that's coming out. At the very latest, you're just not going to see a group on every corner like you see now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they, they found some stuff in it, and they found that maybe the, the family had entities following them uh, because they actually did say they saw three people in the house at one time that weren't physically there uh but as far as like the claims that she was having they never experienced that mm-hmm. which my brain said well maybe you're not their taste but right. again <laughs> um and this even went as far as like eff it they were on the other side <laughs> right uh i mean this even far it even went to trial wow like no she sued a lot of people because of this and then she ended up going into a mental ward and so the investigators that were doing it that those two investigators parapsychologists believed that this actually happened huh. and they pushed for it and kind of a like making the the, the the thing that happened known like hey this can actually happen this happened blah 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 be careful guard yourselves of the paranormal mm-hmm. uh yeah, so it's, it, like I said, the story itself isn't that interesting. It isn't that entertaining because it's just a normal case of someone with possibly a mental illness. But the events that followed it are entertaining because of how it played out. Uh, they made a movie out of it, and granted, the movie was kind of subpar. It wasn't the greatest movie. Most people consider it a low-budget movie or a B-movie, known as the business. Uh <laughs> And the sexual claims, like, she actually did get checked out by the police and saw that she had, you know, signs of sexual assault. Uh, but she also had an ad- abuse, uh, what they call it, um, a substance abuse policy. You know, oh, she had sucks. one of those. So yeah. who knows if it was actually a spirit or if it was actually a person doing it. Who knows? Yeah, it could have been a combination of mental illness and substances. Yes, and there's a really long article on skepticalinquire.org if you guys want to read it. It's the um, the true story behind the entity untangling Hollywood horror. Uh, I thought it was a good read. If you guys want to check it out, please do. And then on a sidebar, like I said, with that one, it kind of uh, proved my point that Hollywood takes a story that's kind of mundane and makes it into this grandiose thing and tries to make money off someone's tragic story. Uh, Hollywood at its finest. Now, I did find this other website on BuzzFeed. Bear with me on that. Uh, it's 
15 paranormal encounters cast and crew had on the set that are scarier than the horror movies themselves. Uh, one of them was from Annabelle. Uh, said that were they were all on set, lights went out, and they didn't come back on until the actors asked Annabelle, are you there? And then the lights came back on. So oh, it's wow. kind of weird. And the other one from my favorite show growing up that me and my dad watched, The Twilight Zone. The original Twilight Zone. I was kind of an Outer Limits kind of person. Yeah, same. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but this one, uh, Twilight Zone was already believed to place a curse on its stars leading to mysterious death and culminated when a helicopter crash on the set of the movie adaptation killed actor Vic Morrow and two child actors. Um, also in The Conjuring, uh, I said this one earlier, I apologize if I horrifically say this name, Vera Farmiga. That's right, yeah. Yeah, started actually seeing claw marks in her computer and everywhere. And there's also another one where she actually started seeing stuff. And she, from all accounts, started like she was getting... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she was having some troubles on that set. Uh, yeah, and if you want to read the article, go ahead and read it. There's a whole bunch in here. One that I found particularly interesting was the omen that 13,000 feet of the film was destroyed in a fire in the processing lab particularly the part that was showed the antichrist identity no, that just, was destroyed that's, that's just weird um, so, so yes the whole thing is just about weird happenstance that happens on the set of a horror movie that kind of mirrors the movie itself we could get into the actual thing of projecting it making it reality mm-hmm. within your head Yeah, we get into that if you want we'll leave that to later on but that's just what I found looking into it so, so, yeah, what did you find? Oh, can I interrupt for two seconds to say that I just got a very awesome text message from someone inviting us to um, find the time in our busy schedule to investigate the Wait House, which is the Historical Society's very own house in Lodi. Hmm. And she wants to know what my schedule looks like because we're invited. Oh, all right. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> You'll see it on the website second. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Cool. We got another investigation, and we also have possibly another one. Mm. I do have as a private well. investigation getting yes. ready to come up, and as soon as I get permission from the owners, I am going to post this photo that got us interested. Oh, it is something um, special. It's going to blow your freaking minds. Yeah, freaking. All right, let's get back into the stories. Um, So real quick, I wanted to talk about this entity thing because it actually touches on a subject to me or if you tried to rationalize it from a scientific mind, which our group, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. We we try to rule out the normal before we go to, oh, that's weird. Yeah, rule out everything else that could be false before we find the truth. We all believe, we all know these things are real, we all know this stuff exists, but... It's just easier and better for the profession as a whole and our mental sanity as a whole to attempt to find some type of explanation before we jump off the ghosty deep end. Yes. So, either way, hearing your story and the true story that you found behind it, um, my curiosity... uh, So I've got two quick plot points here. Uh, First off, if she was previously abused and or had um, substance issues, substance mm-hmm. issues um, is it not possible that, that could throw somebody into a fit of 
parasomnia or right. night terrors. This is true. Exactly. Which also rolls into um, which, one of the stories that I read when I was looking up the parasomnia and the night terrors thing is so when I said you know to you guys the audience to you know get a camera you know get an audio recorder yeah. um, so as it turns out and this is just kind of a little graphic warning thing uh, one of the stories that I read was one of the women who was having these night terrors she set up a she set up a camera and then found out it was her husband when she blacked out yeah. oh damn so yeah. she was getting attacked by her husband and didn't even realize it. Yeah. Which, how heavy of a sleeper are you? No, <laughs> well, yeah, so so yeah. was she being, like, what was the knocked out, like, how? I I don't know. I don't remember the exact details of it, but... But that's... Well, that's I mean... All I'm up. saying is it lends credence to the sometimes there is a normal answer. I'm not calling whatever happened in any right, abuse right, right. of any form normal. Right. I'm just saying sometimes there is a valid reality reason versus mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right exactly it, it doesn't have to be paranormal all the time it could actually be a valid reason I also want to hit on the fact that if she had previous experiences in her childhood with abuse and, and things like that yeah. she could have also had a, a good bout of PTSD which is yeah. brought on by traumatic events obviously yeah. and it is That's actually traumatic stress. <laughs> a, a very well known Event and at that, that time, that wasn't a thing. Exactly. So, but it's super well studied these days that people who do suffer from PTSD have night terrors. Well, he did say that she was committed later on. So. See, so yeah. it's very possible. And it, mind you, when it said that she was abused as a child, it never really got into it. It didn't say what kind of abuse it was. It I could mean, have been mental. Could have been physical. Any we form of know. abuse can yes. cause PTSD. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just saying in the article, it didn't really get into the yeah abuse she has as a child. It really, as we all know, child records are sealed. We can't get mm-hmm. into well, that's, um, it. It's really unfortunate. So. I feel super bad for people who are in situations like that. That's yeah. awful. And for Hollywood to exploit it, just well, kind of... that's Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so I will go ahead and I will jump into mine and I will make it as relatively quick as I can make it. And I will make it relatively quick because I won't go over the movie too much because it's a newer movie. Mm-hmm. So most people have probably seen it. Um, it's The Possession. It's the one with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where he buys the Dybbuk yeah, box. Yeah. Well, yeah, where he buys the Dybbuk box for his daughter. Yeah. Um, loved the movie. Great movie. Yeah. And I think... I mentioned it earlier. Everybody yeah. caught the hype, you know, early on that, hey, this is a thing. And it's also yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan. Right. Good actor. I liked mm-hmm. him on that, uh, that Hot Wings show. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so... Mild plot points of the movie is he buys this Dybbuk box, an old wine box there. I'll get into the explanation of what a Dybbuk box is in my explanation later. Um, But he buys this box. uh, His daughter opens it after she hears whispers, and then slowly but surely it's an evil entity, and she goes through these weird stages of possession, and... That's that. That's basically the plot line of the yeah. movie. Um, now, the the truth behind the movie is a lot more interesting. And I feel like at the time that we that the movie came out, we got a couple of different stories about real-life Dybbuk boxes. Right, right, right. right. I remember that whole um, phrase, yeah. So, 
The original story to the Dybbuk box ties back to a man named Kevin Manis. Uh, he ran a hole-in-the-wall shop at, in Portland, Oregon. Um, so the original story that he told was that he purchased an old wine cabinet from the granddaughter of a recently deceased Holocaust survivor uh, who escaped Nazi Poland, and when she fled and immigrated to the U.S., she brought the wine cabinet and two other items with her, and that was it. Um, apparently, the granddaughter, quote-unquote, approached him and was like, hey, you're buying the Dybbuk box, and then told him never to open it, uh, or bad things would happen, and he did not heed her warning. So, no. Anyway, so we've kind of heard the story of that Dybbuk box and how, yes, some weird stuff happened. Uh, so... After opening the cabinet, he found strange objects, two U.S. wheat pennies dating 1925 and 1928, two locks of hair, a dried rosebud, a four-legged candlestick, a golden wine cup, and a granite sculpture inscribed with the Hebrew word shalom. Hmm. So, (laughs) Manus came out, and if you remember the show Paranormal Witness, uh, so... His mom, he bought the, or he, the story was that he bought the box for his mom. Okay. And after giving her the gift, she opened it and her, quoted from her interview with the Paranormal Witness TV show, she described the feeling of a cold breeze from the box and then immediately experienced pure evil coming out. And she says she immediately had a stroke. Hmm. Now, if you look into this story and come to the end of this, I will give you the website to cross-reference this. Isn't that the one where the, the gentleman had actually, he felt so incredibly terrible because he purchased this thing for his mother for a gift, and it caused, he believed that it caused her to have a stroke. All right, well, let me explain this further, all right? <laughs> so, I go through this all the time. <laughs> Eventually, uh, Manus lists this box on eBay mm-hmm. in 2003, uh, explaining what happened and what was going on. Um, he sells the box on eBay. All right, uh, a guy named Jason Haxton purchased the box. Well, actually, so Kevin McManus sold it to a middleman who then turned around and sold it to his friend, Jason Haxton, for about twice the amount that the middleman paid for it. So, whatever. You can go into that. <laughs> That's right. uh, Jason also released a book about the Dybbuk box and all of his mishaps when this happened. Um, so, an important thing to remember is when they were making the movie The Possession, uh, the filmmaker Sam Raimi, uh, he hired both Manus and Haxton as production consultants for the film. Really? So the guys I mean, that, that originally owned the box. That's a Sam Raimi type move. So, yeah. Right. Uh, just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. From one end, you can say making sure they get their stories straight, right, whatever, right. you know. This is based on a true story, right? Um, so, over the past five years, and you'll probably never hear me say this name on this podcast ever again. But over the past five years, Dybbuk fever has hit an all-time high again because 
during the coronavirus, the lockdown, right? <laughs> um, so, Zach Baggins. Mm. <laughs> All right. Dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow. <laughs> Collective <laughs> vomiting. We're going to say this out loud. Whether you like Zach Baggins or not is irrelevant. Um, we all like ghost hunting shows. I personally find ghost adventures unwatchable. I come from a day and age of the taps generation, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I do not like fake, over-dramatized, bloated bullshit. And I think that's that's the thing, is he's loud and over-dramatized for my taste. And... Fake. Fake! <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm not trying to chase away listeners here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he recorded a series that was Ghost Hunters, uh, Ghost Adventures Quarantine, mm. in which Zach Baggins now owns the quote-unquote yeah. Dybbuk box. It's in his museum mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, and for the Ghost Adventures Quarantine episode, he opened the Dybbuk box. Now, why would you do that if it was real? No, it's him. Let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story is, we'll get into it. (laughs) So, nevertheless, over the course of the years since then, um, Kevin Manis, the guy that originally started the whole Dybbuk box story, sold it on eBay, that's when it became famous. Hang on, I'm so sorry, I just have to state that everything that we just said about What's-His-Face is is considered personal opinion, we have no fact to back up anything, so Zach, you can't sue us. Fuck off. Oh, okay. (laughs) He's done it, sorry. Also, Uh, we're a non-profit, sue me. I don't don't have any. (laughs) You have more money than I do. Uh, Anyways, so, Ken Manis came out, or, I'm sorry, Kevin, Kevin Manis came out uh, later, after that had aired and had made a post that he was the original creator of the story of the Dubic Box, which appeared as one of my eBay posts back in 2003. The idea that Dubic Boxes have some kind of history prior prior to my story and the idea that Dubic Box contain anything other than Dubic, uh, other than a Dubic, along with any deviation to the type of contents I created to be found inside is laughable at best. Uh, he goes on to say, if you or anyone else can find any reference to a Dybbuk box anywhere in history prior to my eBay post, I will give you $100,000 and tattoo your name on my forehead. <laughs> That's a man that believes in what he's saying. No doubt. <laughs> so, here's the trick. So later on in the article, I'm going to skip most of it. Later on in the article, uh, the guy that writes this article on inverse.com, it is for the website uh, Input Magazine. Um, the name of the article is Finally the Truth Behind the Quote Unquote Haunted Dybbuk Box Can Be Revealed. Um, so he goes on an interview with the original owner, uh, Kevin, later on. And Kevin's like, I'm a creative writer, I was going through a tough time. I made the whole story up. Oh my goodness. Okay. He said, the whole story is made up. I did this, uh, and it wasn't apparently a, a financial thing, even though it's apparently a hole-in-the-wall shop <laughs> in yeah. Portland. Uh, it was something that he was trying to do something, and him and his girlfriend were going through a rough patch or whatever. Yes. So he was just having a bad mental time. 
Uh, so that said, broke. <laughs> that's not to say that weird things have not happened around the box, but are they happenstance? This this could lead us into an entire discussion about mind over matter. Which Projecting. That's a different episode yeah, all by itself. Yeah, yeah, because that's like that's like five episodes. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> but so and you know what? So, you know, it was brought up in the interview about his mom being on Paranormal Witness. He's like, Yes, she's a fantastic actress, isn't she? Oh my goodness. <laughs> he said the he didn't say the funny part, but the funny part to me is uh, he said that they recorded the episode of Paranormal Witness after she was getting over a stroke that she actually had. It had nothing to do with the Dybbuk box. Gotcha. She had a stroke. He said, listen, if you watch the interview and you listen, you can tell by the slurring in her speech. So, see, I'm actually really concerned about this one because it leads me to another whole discussion of whether or not speaking, speaking bad about, like, speaking about a health issue or speaking about an accident or, you know, lying to your boss, oh, you know, my cousin passed away, I can't come to work today. Are you going to bring these things into existence? Did he, by making up this story, cause his poor mother to have a stroke? Well, uh, I want to finish up on this one by saying that as of right now, if you go on eBay, there are over 90 Dybbuk boxes listed on eBay right now. Mm. Um, I would say a good 75 to 80% of those Dybbuk boxes look like a fucking art project from a six-year-old. Yeah. All right. They're just like waxed all over some mm -hmm. box that you can't really see the box for the wax. Some right. of them have like skulls and pentagrams drawn on them. Like they're going to garner more attention that way or something. Well, they will. Um, <laughs> so I have two things to say about this whole, whole ordeal. All right. Hollywood is great for stories, but if you don't have a good story, your movie's not going to be in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. And that's just all there is to it. So they exaggerate many stories, and this seems to be an exaggerate. I can't, and to be fair, uh, disclaimer warning, I can't tell you that this Kevin guy isn't just mad that he didn't make all of the money off of this. Yeah, so he made up the fact that he So he made up the fact that it's... Again, it's he said, he she had. said, who knows the real story. Yeah. 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 Uh, but what I did want to say about eBay and haunted items. Guys. Don't. Please don't. Stay away from them. You're going to be let down in one of two ways. Okay? Either the shit is not haunted and it never was. And you just wasted And you money. just wasted $40 because you thought that pendant that you bought your girlfriend that would be cool because she's into spooky witch stuff and spooky <laughs> haunted stuff it's it's not really haunted yeah. or b and probably the worst effect is you open it is haunted up. and you've got something you can't control because you don't know what you're doing you know and then we go back to you gotta call in the old priest and the young priest and you know you gotta get a bucket for the vomit and you know the whole nine it's not good don't do that i was hungry <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no that in that yeah. yes um and I, that goes back to my, my original premise, and people are more scary than anything I've encountered. In That's Paranormal an absolute life. fact. An absolute fact. <laughs> because I don't yeah. believe on any ghost hunt I have ever uh, looked around, you know, at, at sudden sounds because I was concerned that you know a ghost might pop out and scare me. It was because we were in a place where I was concerned that there may be a living human being yeah. that could pose a danger. With that said, my story 
I actually looked at like 800,000 different things. <laughs> and I was super ridiculously disappointed by all of them. So there's like Helter Skelter and all the other Manson family um, family, quote-unquote, movies that talk about the Sharon Tate murder. And, you know, no, no. It's, it's, none of them are accurate to what actually happened. It's a whole bunch of glamorized fiction. We could talk about the Amityville Horror House, which we don't know. We, honest to God, do not have any idea if that was a man who was possessed by a demon that was in his house or if that was a man who was possessed by mental instability who murdered his family right we don't we don't have any idea or had a real good first story about how to get off on charges exactly and we don't know the events that led up to it because he was unable to coherently tell his his story Mm -hmm. so it's again all dramatized hollywood fiction we could talk about oh my gosh there's so many there's so many um, let's talk about Poltergeist for a moment and get back on that one. Right. So the true story behind Poltergeist actually had to do with a family who lived in uh, Long Island, New York. And they really did, but it, you know, in the movie Poltergeist, it was some housing development that was built out in the middle of the desert or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was actually a housing development that was built in Long Island, New York. Yeah. A family lived there. And what had happened was one day he's at work and his wife calls him and says, hey, the kids are telling me that they're hearing these funky popping noises all over the house, almost like if you were to pop a bottle cap off of like a glass bottle of soda. Yeah. And they couldn't figure out where the noises were coming from. They were just in random spots around the house. So he came home and he, you know, he saw that like one, one of the big sources was there was a bottle of holy water that was spilled over on top of the dresser in the bedroom and all this holy water was all over the place and then he about a week later witnessed this popping sounds all over the house again so he called the police the police came in and the police heard all of these funky popping sounds all over the house but they could never find any source of where these noises were coming from so the man calls in a priest the priest comes in and blesses the house there's still all these popping noises. So uh, this this happened during the course of like a month. At the end of the month, they packed up and moved out of the house. Period. That's the end of the story. <laughs> Whole story done right. right there. There are no little girls being sucked through televisions or into closets. There are no, you know, no. pools filled with skeletons. Um, <laughs> That's actually one of the reasons why my uncle is scared of clowns. <laughs> right. Really clowns from outer space. <laughs> that was a great movie. Fight me. I don't care. Right? <laughs> uh, that is, what do we call those movies that are... Lovey. No, not even low, like, like the ones that are like for a certain oh, set cult? of... Oh, Yeah, cult like, classics. Cult classics. Love it. So we could, you know, my point was, without realizing that Joe was going after a topic that was talking <laughs> about Hollywood over-dramatizing uh, paranormal events... I'm, I'm by no means are we discrediting people who have had for real horrible paranormal events. These things really do happen. Hollywood, however, is all about the money. They're all about making sure that you don't spend an evening sitting in a room for eight hours recording and don't get a single EVP. That doesn't sell tickets to a theater. Yeah. So, and to be fair, I'm not saying that paranormal shows 
don't find anything. Oh, absolutely. Agreed. I'm saying that the hour-long episode that you have watched could have been filmed over three or four days. Oh, unfortunately, They just they yes. cut it down. That, that's what, Time frame. That's what an yeah. editing department does for you. That's yep. right. When Ghost Hunters goes into a building and, you know, they spend a weekend or an entire 24 hours in a building, well, you just got a 45-minute show out of that because that's the magic of editing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it took them... You know, an entire day or more to get that information. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's not all fun and games. It's a lot of sit and wait. Yeah. So, I want to read a quick little article. <laughs> it's literally like one paragraph. I want to read a quick little article because I want to show you how extreme the idea of based on a true story is mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Okay? Yeah. So, here's the article, and then Joe, I'll let you guess the movie. Uh... This director said, I read an article in the LA Times about a family who had escaped the killing fields in Cambodia and managed to get to the US. Uh, Things were fine and then suddenly the young son was having very disturbing nightmares. He told his parents that he was afraid that if he slept, the thing chasing him in his dreams would get him. So he tried to stay awake for days at a time. Then he finally fell asleep. His parents thought the crisis were over. Then they heard him screaming in the middle of the night and by the time they got to him, He was dead. He died in the middle of a nightmare. Here was a youngster having a vision of a horror that everyone older was denying. Now, this is an absolute 100% true story that led to a Hollywood blockbuster that every single one of us have heard of. I mean, the first thing that came to mind was The Predator. Oh, no. You said the killing field. Think about fingernails. Long-ass fingernails. That was Wes Craven's inspiration for for Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street was was originally based on that story about that poor boy. That's a good little segue into what I was going to say. um, I've mentioned it on this podcast before, one of my favorite horror movies, and I said I don't really like horror movies, but this one I do. It's called The Tooth Fairy. Not the one with The Rock. Although that one was amazing. Um, and horrible. This horrible. one was made in 2006. And it's, for all intents and purposes, it's one of those cult classic movies. It's dumb. But the thing I loved about this is in the DVD itself, they actually have the original urban legend of the Tooth Fairy. And it was based on somebody wow. in Australia. And I just looked it up right here and it said, The Dark Ages, during the days of witch hunts, people believed that witches could curse someone using their lost teeth. Because of this belief, it was imperative that a baby teeth be properly disposed of to save the children from hexing. To ensure you were safe, the tooth had to either be swallowed, burned, or buried. And it's... There are sometimes... Yes, I know we spoke out like Hollywood, Hollywood dramatizes some stuff. But there are sometimes where people get inspiration from things that actually happened in life. And if you watch Tooth Fairy, it's not really over-dramatized. It, it literally is just like Nightmare on Elm Street. It's not and dramatized. It's just almost kind of a completely different story from what it yes, is. Yes, yes. But yeah, no, like, for some reason I thought Predator when you said that because you said the killing fields in Cambodia and I, for some reason, thought that's that. That's fair. Being chased by a thing you can't see, well, that's Predator. Also but, a great cult classic. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was taking a drink there, guys. Um... But no, inspiration can come from all over the place. You can find inspiration from looking out a window and seeing the wind blow the leaves through the trees. Mm, Uh, 
And you, I do. I do find right. inspiration like that. You often. can also find inspiration playing a video game and or getting lost in thought where people think you're mad but you're really thinking about puppies. You can get inspiration <laughs> from that too. The point is how you choose to use that inspiration. Do you use it to inspire others to mm-hmm. not just better themselves but also understand the things that you're doing or the things that you want to understand? Or do you use it to make a profit? Right. And I think we've all realized the people who <laughs> just try to make profit on something and have no care for the truth whatsoever. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars in museums and haunted properties. Right. And, and you know. mind you, this is my segue into it. This is what we're trying to do as a group is give you guys the truth of what we see. Yeah. We're not trying to tell you this is the truth. But when we go out and do an investigation and we do what we were talking about earlier, Twitch, and we do something like that. Part of being a good company and getting things out there and finding the truth out there is you guys getting to know us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the idea of a movie reveal or a movie sitting down and watching a movie. Yes, it will be Mystery Science Theater 3000 because I do make fun of horror <laughs> but movies. But with horror movies, it'll but, be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to clean this at you. <laughs> but... um. Uh, some people are just douchebags with it, and that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, I, but, I think I think that a very fine point to make would simply be that um, we're not going to give you any bullshit. We do this because this is something that we are truly passionate about, and that we truly want to find answers to. And if you 100% just do not believe in the paranormal, and you think that we are full of shit. That is cool. Please listen because of our fun stories. We're okay with that. But if you're listening and you're having a for real issue and something is bothering you that that may or may not be paranormal, you are the reason we do this. You are who we want to help. Reach out and not just to us. Uh, Again, there are, and I'm going to be honest with you, you're going to have to look around. There are paranormal groups on every block. Yep. Literally. Um, that said, that also makes for a lot of bad paranormal groups, too. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no ways around that. Uh, our investigations, for instance, uh, we take everybody at their word. Um, I don't care if I literally think you're a kook. I will come and investigate your house <laughs> if you ask me to come investigate your house. Yeah. And I will literally define whether or not I find anything as the defining point. Yeah. Now, if at the end of it, I, I have no reason to not believe you. therapy, yeah. then you should probably well, do that. We've had investigations before where other things were found out, non-ghost form, oh God. but other things were found out as well. That's, a, that's That happens as well. That but one's something we're never going to talk about. That is super I wasn't trying to talk about it. I was just bringing up no, the No, that instance. was a bad one. <laughs> um... But yes, there are times where you go into an investigation, you think everything's going to be cool, and then something else that has nothing to do with it pops up. Or you go walking through an old 80,000 square foot building, you walk into a room, and a fucking brick flies at your head. Now that is fun. Well, I had a branch. It wasn't a brick. Well, for, me it was, <laughs> for me, it was a brick. I've never had anything uh, thrown at me, so if you can get a hold of your ghost friends and... You know, let them know. Let them know that they need to throw something <laughs> <Yeah>. at Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the instance I'm talking about when I had a branch thrown in my head. 
We're not going to get into it. We, that's another episode. We will discuss that, but that's a different episode. Yes. Because Alex is freaking out right now because he doesn't like us talking about certain things. Yeah. So. yeah. You should see him over here waving his hands. It's yeah. hysterical. Uh, I scratched my head. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yes, no, we are trying to get to the bottom of things. We are trying to find out the truth. So we're in the same boat as you guys trying to look for answers of the questions that we have. So, with that being said, I'm pretty sure we're coming up on the mark. Um, we are our own toughest critics. Facts. I will skeptically analyze my evidence harder than anybody else ever yeah, will. But we are absolutely real, absolutely authentic, and we're super happy that you came along on the journey with us. So stick around, and on the next episode, it is my pick, and I want to do Ghost Towns. No, we already knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I love <laughs> She's been itching about that for three weeks. <laughs> I have. I really have. So, uh, yeah, on next week's episode, we're going to talk about ghost towns. So thank you guys so very much for joining us. Don't forget to check us out on social media. We've got www.nolightsparanormal.com. No Lights Paranormal on Facebook. We've got No Lights Para on, uh, what is it, Twitter? And our media manager is working on all sorts of other cool shit. Like, yeah. So yeah. yeah, we hired my fifteen-year-old for a media manager. Yeah, we're gonna have Discord. We're gonna have Twitch. We're gonna have. Huh. <laughs> we're gonna have the whole nine yards. Why? Because I know MySpace, and he knows all the other ones. Well, at least yeah. I know we aren't gonna be on OnlyFans. So <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If people like ghost ghost feet pics, uh, no. maybe we'll be on OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, we need pictures for that. I don't yeah, know. if you know any ghosts who have feet who would like <laughs> let us take their pictures. Please. Let us know. went off the rails. She off went the rails. rails. Listen, guys, we're running a podcast here. Yes, I was waving my arms earlier. <laughs> we so we kind of free float our episodes. We really do. And between Joe and Teresa and myself, we have so many stories that sometimes, like when we get into the conversation part, it's hard to know like what to talk about and what to say for another episode. So like. <laughs> And, and I apologize. I cut them off. We got episodes coming. <laughs> we're all so brutally honest, and sometimes people don't like our honesty. So that's okay, though. We love you guys so very much. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, you'll hear us next week. Take also, it easy. thank you guys for other countries. We do see you out there. So thank yes. you for listening. Yeah, who's well. in Thailand? Somebody leave a comment if yes. you're the person in Thailand. Thailand that's awesome. person, drop us a line. Say hello. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. And that'll wrap us up for tonight. Have a great night, guys. Enjoy your week.